Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Power of Stuttering. My name is Nelson, and today I want to talk about my personal experience um, as a person who went to speech therapy and how I how I, I try to apply a lot of those things I learned there to outside of it. Um, you know, it's after a while, going to speech therapy becomes a, a safe space. And so the comfort there allows me to, you know, to speak a lot more fluently. But then again, when I'm in the outside um, and in everyday speaking situations, it can be a little bit challenging still. So I just want to talk about some of my experiences in speech therapy, some of the um, some of the guide and help I received as I was in speech therapy and just have a discussion or, or just have um, some time to share about that because I, I don't think I've shared completely a lot. Um, I've shared a little bit with some people and I've made some posts about it, but I don't think I've shared uh a lot of the more intimate stuff about it so um so yeah and i think i should begin with the beginning of everything i guess um back in october or in november of 2018 i was with a city and you know a if you have a job in a city, you understand that, you know, you are constantly interacting with people, constantly have to talk with people, either constituents or other city officials, city council, mayor, etc. And so one of my mentors, um, I was, I am lucky enough to have two of them and they both happened to be at that city uh i had the opportunity to work with each of them and one of them asked me to come into his office he said he had something he wanted to ask me about and talk to me about at first, I thought I had committed a mistake in something, and so I thought I was going to get in trouble. Um, and so I was like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, uh oh, you know, I did something. Um, and so I was already a little bit anxious about having that conversation. So I went into his office, and he begins by telling me that his intentions are not to type on my toes or to cross a line and so at that point I'm like okay inside right in my head I'm like okay um sure and then he continues and he says you know I think a lot of people here but I know I have noticed that you know you have a speech impediment and you know, I, again, he was 
super kind about it. He didn't push anything to me, you know, he was just like, you know, again, you know, you don't have to have this conversation with me, but, you know, I, I feel like I can, I can get you in contact with somebody who can get you some help if you're open to that. And then he began saying, like, you know, all of us here at the office are confident in you. We all see that, you know, you're capable of everything that, you know, we've asked you to do. Um, but at the same time, you know, having that speech impediment could become an obstacle, you know, as you interact with other people. Um, or if you're going for another job position, especially here in this uh, city. And... You know, and so, again, I hope I'm not, you know, crossing a line, but I just wanted to see if you were open to the idea of receiving, you know, some kind of help if you haven't received any. And, you know, and he asked me if I had ever received help in that sense, and I told him I hadn't, because I, I hadn't, you know. And then I was like, okay, you know, so if you're open to that, you know, I can... I can, get you, I can get in contact with the person I know uh, and get you an application and it's not, you know, they're not going to charge you there. Um, it's free help. Um, so, yeah. And so I agreed because I didn't want to seem rude. Honestly, <laughs> that's the only reason why I said, okay. Uh, because as he was telling me all these things and he mentioned my stutter, I I tensed up. I was super anxious. I was a little bit angry that he was having that conversation. Um, because keep in mind, at this point in my life, I have not opened up with anybody about this. I hated talking about it. You know, I did not want to have a conversation about it because, um, as I said, I think I touched on this on the first episode. You know, I have always felt that if you don't have a stutter, then you don't truly understand what I'm going to have to say to you in terms of my stutter. You know, like I can explain to you the feeling, the frustrations, the embarrassment uh, the anger that comes with it, but I feel like people are not truly going to understand it, you know, and that sense has been tough, because I personally have not, well, before speech therapy, I hadn't, I don't think I ever, I don't think I was ever introduced or met another person who had a stutter, or, or I didn't, at least I wasn't a of it because I know there's people out there who have a stutter but are able to kind of I don't know kind of get away with it you know they're able to maneuver away to keep it um, secret but as far as I knew I didn't know anybody who had a stutter and so I said okay yeah I walked back to my office and I remember I shut the door and I cried. I sat in my office and I cried for a bit because I was angry. I was fr I was frustrated that the biggest 
concern and fear I've had is that I won't be able to have a successful career because of my speech. You know, I always felt that my speech was the only thing holding me back of anything that I would hope to accomplish. And I felt that at that point, it was becoming a reality, you know, or at least he was trying to tell me that it could become an issue. And so I was extremely upset. I was disappointed. Um, I was incredibly sad for a while um, because I felt like there's no end to this. You know, it just continues and continues and continues. As much people told me as I was as as I was growing up that my stutter would go away as I got older, and in fact, it got worse as I got older, you know, and so it was just very frustrating, upsetting to have that happen to me, Um, and in the place that it happened as well, like in, in an area where I'm supposed to be growing as a professional, and the one thing that I was scared of is becoming a reality and so I cried in my office for a bit you know I was extremely angry but I said okay again out of out of because I I I didn't want to come off as upset or rude you know felt like if I didn't say okay, I was going to say something else that was going to come off as uh, defensive or anything of that sort. And so to avoid any, like, confrontation or anything like that, you know, or just a bad scene there, I said okay, sure, and I left. Um, He got in contact with, he got in contact with the person he knew and he sent me the application i filled it out and i thought you know what there's probably a lot of people applying i probably i won't even get accepted i think you know so i was like okay sure i filled it out he sent it in he helped me with that and then i got a call a month after that i was in and i was kind of surprised you know i was like oh i'm in okay and then again i can feel the anxiety you know like okay this might actually, um, it might happen. And so then after that, I, you know, it's like a month, uh, a month before I begin, like a month and a half before I begin. I haven't told anybody else. I'm keeping it to myself, but I feel super anxious, right? So I text it to somebody, um, I text it to somebody who I, I conf- I had a lot in, and I told this person, you know, and it felt like a big relief to just tell somebody, you know, that, look, I'm going to speech therapy. Okay, it's out there. At least one other person. And so, yeah. Either way, you know, even though it alleviated some of the anxiety, it didn't eliminate it all. 
I continued to feel anxious. I received calls constantly. Um, well, not constantly, but I received a couple of calls before I, I began. And, and so I went in for the first time. And the first session um, is mostly just giving me information um, that I remember. I walked in. I can feel my anxiety uh, building up again. And so I walked in. Um, I wasn't sure, like, how it, it was or how to do things. I didn't see, like, a front desk or anything. So I just I walked in into an office there um, in the facility. And I, I told the person, hey, I'm here for my appointment at this time. And they just told me, okay, yeah, you, uh, the person who's going to help you will come out and get you at that time. Like, oh, okay. So I sat down shaking <laughs> I'm very anxious and she comes out and you know she introduced I see her for the first time in person I had spoken to her on the phone you know we introduce each other we go into a room and she begins to exp exp explain to me what we're going to be up to that first day and after that and so forth and she, she begins explaining to me that there's a camera in the room, <laughs> and um, I'm already an anxious, and it's not helping anxiety-wise to know that somebody else is paying attention also. And so I'm like, okay, um, sh sure. And, and so, yeah, you know, we begin. The first couple of sessions is basically getting information, uh, doing assessments, uh, physical assessments and even psychological, in a sense, kind of assessments. Um, but yeah, and in terms of the physical assessments, um, you know, she did assessments to ensure that there isn't anything wrong with uh, my, you know, my tongue or anything wrong with my face that that could be probably causing me to have a speech impediment but you know we did the assessments and er everything came out okay you know so I, I don't have anything that's going on with my tongue or my face or anything like that you know um, after that came other assessments but this time she's just asking me stuff and it's very like personal questions about my stutter, like how does the stutter make you feel in this type of situation? How do you feel about life in general? Are you a happy person? Are you a sad person? And it's just like so much, you know? Um, but again, you know, and it, at that point it was a lot to take in. Uh, it was a lot to have to answer to I hadn't had an open discussion with anybody and now she was asking me all these questions you know and I was having to answer them and so forth and I think the irony of that to me was that I'm ha I'm speaking about my stutter as I'm having a hard time talking so I'm talking about my stutter but at the same time, I can't talk about my stutter. It's hard to. And so a lot of things is, are happening. And it's just a lot to take in. 
So I remember the first couple of sessions I left, I walked quickly to my car and I would sit in my car for a couple of minutes, exhale, cry out of anger and cry because my stutter was just being highlighted. You know, it was, it was the point of emphasis for the first time ever. And it was just getting at, getting it out there in the open. And it was just, it was a very challenging experience at first, you know. Everything that I had done up to this point was hide it. Everything that I could do to hide it, I did. Um, and to now just being asked to talk about it and being told that it's okay to talk about it was just a lot. It was a lot to take in. So I remember the first couple of sessions took some time to adjust to that, you know, to adjust to being in a safe space uh, and being able to have that open discussion about it. And not only that, but I think that um, I know that in the first couple of sessions I had, I didn't have a desire to return. I After my first session, I was like, am I going to return the next time? I don't know. And I ended up returning because I felt terrible if I <laughs> didn't go. Um, the people who helped me are grad students, and it's part of the it's part of their program, you know, to have these uh, actual sessions with actual people or kids, you know. And so it was interesting. It was, you know, it's like okay, I feel bad if I don't go, so I'm gonna go and. That was kind of the mentality I had for the first couple of sessions. Um, after I got past that point, you know, we began discussing some of the areas I have issues with, you know, and s some of the things that I get scared of every time I talk about my speech impediment. And so I think uh, a couple of the things that I had a really hard time at the time were um, introducing myself to a new person. Um, I had difficulties having conversations with people of authority. So like at work, um, it was tough to talk to people. Um, and then I couldn't talk on the phone. It was very difficult to have conversation on the phone. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything else. And then we also addressed my, uh, some of the other things I do as I speak. Like, uh, before in the past, I used to close my eyes a lot. Couldn't keep eye contact with people. Um, you know, my face kind of contorted a little bit. Um, and all these other things, you know, that I used to do as I spoke or attempted to speak, um, and so, you know, we, you know, the first two things that I remember we addressed were intro introductions and 
we had mock interview interviews also in terms of the intros it was uh quite the experience because it was challenging at first she put me in a lot of uncomfortable situations on purpose um and a lot of that was part of the challenge you know i think at the end of the day that's how i feel every time i speak right like it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to speak especially in a, a certain type of situation and so she put me in a lot of situations she asked me to introduce myself to people i didn't know um obviously at first we're obviously at first it's just us in a room and we're just trying to find a way that would be easy for me to say my name you know and i remember um i remember that we spent some time in the you know we spent some time trying to use some techniques to try to get me to say my name with ease and i remember it was hard to find something that could help me because every time we attempted something it came out the same or it just it didn't happen and i remember i was becoming fr frustrated at some point um because i was like man We've attempted, we've attempted so many things, and nothing is helping me. And I think we we found something that could help me a little bit, and I think it was inserting the H sound between the N and the E, because that's where I had a hard time trying to get from you know the initial N sound to the E. Um, so I don't know if you'll be able to hear it, but on the podcast, but it, inserting the H would sometimes sound like N Helson. You know, you start with the N, N, and at first, that's exactly how I said it. All I said was the N, pause, H, and then E L S O N. So N, N Helson. And as I got more comfortable with that, you know, we began trying to put it together a little bit more. So something like Nelson, 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 until that H is silent, but it's still in there. So now, you know, I can probably say something like, hi, my name is Nelson or Nelson, elongating elongation on an N sound. And so, you know, we have, you know, there are just other techniques that, you know, we attempted. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And also, a lot of the other things, you know, and so in terms of introductions, that's kind of how, you know, we attempted it, or we approached it. And I think the culminating event on that was I met a lot of people there I met a lot of the other students um, a lot of amazing people there 
um, I think everybody helped me to an extent. You know, some pe- sometimes we'd have people come in and we just have a talk. It, sometimes it wasn't, it didn't have to be anything else. You know, we just, she, she, she would invite some of her classmates uh, to our session. And we just have a conversation. You know, we just have a talk. And, you know, the one person that she introduced me to that that truly impacted me was a student there, a classmate of hers, who also is a person who stutters and who was pursuing a master's in speech pathology, which I thought was interesting. It was interesting because he himself is a person who stutters and I was being introduced to a person who stutters. I hadn't been introduced to somebody who stuttered in the past. So it was eye-opening to me because I was like, oh, wow, there are other people out there who stutter also. And even though he, you know, was pursuing a degree in that, um, he still had a stutter. You know, at times it, it came out. And, you know, and I was just having a conversation with him and we're just talking about it. And I was just telling him some of the things. I have a hard time, how I feel. Um at times, but also, he gave me some tips, you know, he told me about some books he has that he reads, I have those now, if you see me ever with my backpack, I have those, I have those in my backpack, I have those two books in there all the time, I actually carry those all the time, um, I've gone through them a couple times each, you know, sometimes I just go back and go back to a passage that I think I need to go over again, either for a reminder or just for some uh, encouragement also. So yeah, you know, it was cool to do that, um, to be introduced to somebody who has a stutter also. And so, you know, we continue to tackle on introductions. Um, She ask her classmates to be available so I could go in and practice um, introducing myself to them even if I already knew them so you know it's just taking it step by step you know and and so the the culminating event of this was a surprise I walked into my session you know I was happy to be there excited and then she tells me um so today i'm gonna ask you to go out on campus um i'll come along with you but you're gonna have to introduce yourself to people out there and pretend that you're a student and pretend that you're asking them a question about a survey and i i remember i was shocked i was surprised I got scared, you know, I could feel my anxiety coming in again. I was like, what? I didn't say that a lot, but in my mind, I was like, what is she asking me to do? Is she crazy? And then I think she could kind of sense it, you know, and she was like, I know, I know it's, it's a lot. I know it's one of those things, you know, that we've been trying to address, but I think the element of surprise is a good thing. I think it'll only 
assist you and help you in actual situations where you have to introduce yourself and you probably didn't expect it. And so, you know, I I understood that, you know, at that point, and I was like, oh wow, yeah, I, yeah, that makes sense. Even though I was still anxious and scared, um, I accepted. I said, okay, yeah, sure. And so we went, and I remember the first person I approached, I said hello, and and this girl's like, I don't have time for this, and. I, I was like, oh, okay, uh, hope you have a good day. <laughs> and we both just stared at each other like, okay, sure. Um, and I think she sensed that I was probably going to be th thrown off about that. And it would probably interfere with everybody else I was going to interact with. But I did my best to not let that situation take control over the other ones um i did my best to just say hello to the person say my name introduce myself um i think the i think it went an example would be something like this i walk up to a person i'd be like um hello my name is Nelson, and I'm doing a survey for a class. Um, it, so you have some time to answer a question. The person would say, "Okay, yeah, sure," and then I'd ask them, "What are their favorite pastimes, you know, um, or hobbies?" And so you know, they give me like a couple, and I'd be like, "Okay." And yeah, you know, I say goodbye and whatnot. So the so the challenge was to introduce myself to f five people and have that and ask them the same question to five people, and I did it. Um, so in the begin, so this is towards the middle speech th therapy in the middle t heading towards the end of it. Um of my time with her because I did have another person who helped me after that but with her you know that was towards the middle so I'm feeling okay about it now and all that another thing that we did was um, interviews I told her I was applying to jobs and as I had told in the beginning that a like, my biggest concern was that my speech was going to come in between um, a job opportunity. Like, I could probably have a good opportunity at something, and they would pick another person solely because of my speech. And and so she turned speech therapy into a place where I'd go and have an interview. And it wasn't just her asking me questions. It was super in detail. It was kind of intense at first because how she conducted the interview was she would open up her laptop, flip it around to face me, and record me. And that was really anxiety-inducing. <laughs> um, and a part of that was to... 
desensitize me from my own speech and desensitize me from uh, some of the things I do as I speak and attempting to uh, change those and make sure that you know my posture is good ensuring that I have good eye contact ensuring that you know I'm not uh, contorting you know um, my face as I speak just ensuring that I remain calm and ensuring that I'm confident whenever I speak um, and so we attacked all those things you know even that last part you know just being able to sit up with confidence and talk with confidence. The result of that, it helped a lot because the f- the first interview we did was, I feel, was awful. It was terrible, especially since it was the first time um, I was going to see myself. I was actually going to see myself how I may appear to other people as I speak. And so it was very, very anxiety inducing. Um, but as we did more, I got better. Um, that last one, she said, look, I, I'm i going to show you the first one, and we're going to see the last one. And it was a complete change, you know, of, of how those interviews were going now. Then after that, we had phone interviews, which, um, as I mentioned before a little bit, I did have a hard time. I do have a hard time on the phone sometimes. Um, I hate talking on the phone because of it. So we did those as well. And those went okay overall, but it it was still uh, extremely challenging. But at the end of it, I was I felt more comfortable with interviews, you know, and it was a good. I'm very thankful that she took the time to transform speech therapy into like a career your service office, you know, or something like that, where I could go and practice my, my interview skills. And so I really, I really have a lot of, um, appreciation because of that and, and so forth. And, and so then, uh, I think the biggest part that I gained from my time with her was acceptance and I think understanding that you know my path towards acceptance is not gonna be an easy one and I think she was honest with me you know she told me you know you know when kids come to speech therapy there's a high chance uh, their speech is gonna get um, you know their speech is gonna change they're not gonna have a stutter um, after, or, you know, or the stutter eventually is going to go away, there's a higher chance. As an adult, it's kind of hard, you know, it's a very low chance that your stutter is going to go away. And she was honest with me, and I appreciated that, no matter how hard it was to accept that. You know, I had gone to speech therapy, as I said in the beginning. I had gone with the idea that I was either going to succeed or fail. And I was pacing success and failure based on if I still had a stutter or not afterwards. So it was going to be clear if I succeeded or not. I never thought that there was so much more that was happening 
um, as I stuttered. Um, all the emotions that go with it, all the mm, mental challenges and fatigue that come with it, you know, um, and so forth. And, and so because she was honest, I think that it helped me um, ex come closer to acceptance or at least begin a path towards acceptance. I was now able to see my speech in a different manner. I was able to view my speech objectively, which was a big step um, because it allowed me to analyze my speech now. You know, all those times we sat down and just had a conversation about how I felt was was a huge help. And I think that just being able to talk about it has helped me get on that path towards acceptance. You know, honestly, I'm not totally there. I still feel like I have a hard times. Um, sometimes it's harder than other times. I may have a, I may be having a good day. And then, at least in the past, you know, I used to have a good day. And then I'd have one terrible situation in terms of my speech, and it it would just completely change my day as a whole. Like, I now I was having an awful day, but I've learned to that. I've learned to not allow that to affect my days completely. I've learned to just accept those things, accept the fact that I'm probably always going to have a stutter, accept the fact that you know, I'm not perfectly fluent, except the fact that I I need help, and except the fact that it's okay to stutter. And all that took some time to fully understand. You know, you're not going to completely understand it um, from a session to the next. You know, it takes time, and it takes a lot of discipline. You know, it takes a lot of um, self-reflection um, because for all those years, I had been tough on myself, you know. I used to hate it when I stuttered, and it's not to say that I, it, per se, enjoy it today, but it, now, I'm, now it's something that I can see um, objectively and be like, okay, I stuttered here. You know, and then I kind of analyze it a little bit. Okay, okay. Depends who I was having a conversation with. Maybe something happened in the day that I'm not having a good day. Not necessarily because of my speech. Maybe it's just a bad day overall or anything like that. So she helped me a lot in that sense in learning to accept myself. And... You know, accepting that my stutter is going to be a passenger in my car, probably for the for the rest of my 
life, you know, but understand that I don't have to allow it to control it, that I still have control over everything in my life, you know, and so, yeah, I mean, my time with her was a lot of addressing the emotional, mental, and physical challenges that come with a speech impediment. And so we I didn't have any sessions in the summer. Um, we came back in September. I had a new speech th- therapist at this time, but I saw her still. I still saw the, the first person who helped me. I remember I was so excited to see her because on that same day of the first sessions of the fall, I had just gotten a, a job offer. You know, I had just gotten a job offer and I told her how excited I was and how much she had helped me, you know, how much she had been a part of that. And she, she was happy also. And it was just a good feeling, you know, that all the time I put in uh, actually helped me. And so my time with the next person was a lot more just having conversations about my speech. You know, we you know, we did some exercises here and there, but it was a lot more just going in and talking about it. The only exercise we truly uh focused in on was uh conversations on the phone. You know, we did a lot of calls um even though we kind of touched on that with uh first person who was helping me we didn't fully get uh to the point where we wanted to so i continued out with the next person and we tackled on calls and my anxiety has decreased a lot every time i'm on the phone now um i couldn't pick up the phone before um at my job it's a big thing um i'm almost a, well i make a lot of calls and i receive a lot of calls so I remember when I first started that job, I was like, oh man, how am I going to handle calls, you know? I got to, if they ask me to call somebody, I have to. And so at first it was tough, you know, getting through the calls, a lot of anxiety. You know, when when people think it's cutting, when they think the call is getting cut out, but it's not really the call, it's just me, <laughs> you know, and... And, you know, people over the phone asking me to repeat myself because they couldn't hear me. And it just adds to the anxiety. And I just have to go again and repeat the struggle and whatnot. And it's just a bad time sometimes, you know. And But he helped me a lot in that, that department. Like, now I can pick up the phone with a lot more uh, comfortableness and uh, at ease now. Depending who I'm calling, sometimes my anxiety is higher uh, than other calls, but overall, it's a huge improvement. You know, and overall, speech therapy has helped me because it has applied to a lot of the areas uh, to me personally outside of uh, speech, uh, speech and therapy. You know, obviously, it's helped me in my career. You know, it has helped me 
uh, understand who I am. Um, I remember a year ago, I began to see a lot of the areas where I I lacked, you know, either in like a relationship uh, with friends or other people, uh, f family, and believe it or not, going to speech therapy helped me address, I'm going to say it, the toxic parts of me. <laughs> I was able to see the toxic parts of myself and address them, you know. I'm not going to say I'm perfect, you know, obviously everybody's imperfect, but I was able to see them be oh wow you know i do this i i you know and at times i was hurting other people and so i was able to address those areas and i feel like i've been a better person because of it um i feel like i've done a lot of growth in the past year um and i continue to learn you know even though i don't go to speech therapy anymore i was discharged um from speech therapy um, because they f felt I didn't have anything else to gain. They felt I had gained everything out of speech therapy. I had become like the person that other students would come up to and ask me questions or ask me to speak to their client. And I was happy to, you know, it, it was such a turnaround from the first time I went to speech therapy towards the end where I was happy to go into another room with another person and just tell them about me, tell them about my story as a person who stutters and s s some of the challenges I've gone through and how I've addressed them and how going to speech therapy has helped me. And so it's, it's, it's it was a good time, you know, it was uh, towards the end. It was great to be in that position, to be able to talk with other people, with other people who stutter, and encourage them, and give them advice, you know, and, but the biggest thing that I could tell them was that it's okay, you know, you know, you don't have to feel like there's, you know, you're not capable of something because you stutter, you know, you should always feel like you're capable like anybody else. That, you know, whatever you decide to do in life that, you know, you're capable of. And to me, it was such a, a struggle to get to that point. And, I, you know, as I'm recording this right now, it makes me happy to think that I'm in that, pos I'm in that position today that, I, that I'm happy to speak with people about my stutter. That, you know, when people ask me about it, I get happy because it shows me that people, you know, are interested and people, people will hopefully have a better understanding of it after I'm done, uh, you know, answering them. So a lot of that is because of speech therapy. I would not be here today without that. You know, I, I don't know. I think a lot of things in my life would have stayed uh, the same because if I didn't decide to go if I didn't receive that initial push to go to speech therapy, you know. And so I'm happy about that. I'm excited. Um, I'm not perfect. I Every day is a new 
challenge, you know, uh, like today, um, you know, these past three or so weeks, I've been at home, um, you know, and I still have to check in with my job, so we have um, meetings on Zoom. And we don't have our cameras on as we meet, so it's basically a call, a phone call. So it's giving me time to continue to try to get comfortable. You know, it's like another phone call, and and that's something I still know I need to continue to improve. But I would not be able to do that without the initial help I got in speech therapy because I did all those calls in speech therapy alongside a person who was there to support me and encourage me and help me I cannot be here today I don't know how I would be handling this situation of having to remain at home but still have calls constantly about you know a project you know and Depending on those calls to me be able to communicate to my boss and my manager about what's happening, right? And yeah, you know, there's email and stuff like that, but sometimes you need to have a, a call, you know, like actual call is easier or so forth or, or so, right? And so... You know, I, I think about all those things, right? That I know I know to a lot of you it may seem simple. You know, you might be thinking a telephone call, you know, <laughs> like I pick up the phone every day, you know, and I make a call every day and and that's good. I'm happy that a lot of you are able to do those things so easily. But I you know, I hope that people understand that for people who stutter it's not always as easy. You know, like I said, uh Having to introduce myself is it's not easy. Having to get on the phone is not easy. Heck, even having an interaction in person sometimes is not easy. Anything that has to do with me having to talk is not always a great time, you know. But today I'm able to see it differently. I'm able to I push myself as much as I can. I attempt to push myself, um, and whenever I'm having a bad day in terms of my speech, I, you know, I just remind myself that I don't have to allow it to control how my day goes, I don't have to allow it how I feel, I don't have to allow it to control how I feel, and that overall I'm still in control, that I'm just continuing to learn. Every day I learn a little bit more about my speech. You know, I, I talk to myself to try to keep that going, you know, because if I'm not practicing these techniques that I learn, then there's no point. And so, you know, th those are s some of the things I gain in speech therapy. Um... Every day I try to apply those things to everything else I do outside of it. As I said, I don't go to speech therapy anymore because um, I don't feel... They felt like I had gained everything that I could from it. 
which is a good thing, you know, and, and to me personally, this is a part of the next step, right? Having a podcast is part of the next step. You know, this is an effort in trying to educate people and trying to share with people my story so that hopefully people have a better understanding and hopefully it touches other people who have a speech impediment also, who might be in the same situation I was a year and a half ago. You know, you might feel alone, you might feel like nobody understands you, but I I want you to know that I'm here and I'm sure there's a lot of other people around you who are who are going to support you if and if and when you decide to have an open conversation about your speech. And I say that to anybody, to everybody, actually, as I said, you know, I want this podcast to apply to everybody. I know it's very specific in terms of speech, but I I want I hope that you know you can take all these ideas about speech and apply them to those areas in your life where you are having a hard time with. If you have an issue with an anxiety, you have a physical issue with something, you know, you have a disability, you have something that you're insecure about. I hope that you know my podcast can help you see that everybody has a journey that we all have to engage on and, and begin in order towards that path towards acceptance. As I said, I'm not completely at the end of my journey. I feel like I'm just at the beginning. You know, I'm just at the beginning of everything. Uh, I'm still every day learning to accept my speech a little bit more and more. And so, you know, I just want people to know that, you know, it doesn't have to be a journey that you take on alone. It's a journey that is yours alone. But, you know, you can always, always tell people about it. And I think that by by me going to speech therapy, I was able to begin that at least. And now I'm here today and I hope that I can continue to do this, you know. And I hope that in the f- in the future I can meet other people in person. I think that's kind of my end goal here, uh, to be able to talk to other people who have a speech impediment, or just talk to people who listen to the podcast and maybe you know they felt like a part of them, a, pl- a part of it applied to them, even if they don't have a speech impediment, and all that, all that kind of stuff, you know. That's kind of why I'm doing this. Like, as I mentioned, like having a podcast and talking about my speech on a podcast is a challenge within itself because I'm speaking. All you can do is listen to me as I have a moment of this fluency at times. And as I said, I'm going to challenge everybody who takes a listen at this i'm going to challenge you to become comfortable with a person who stutters i want people to understand what's going on i want people to become understanding of the situation and become more self-aware of things people say about people who stutter 
or the comments you might make or a joke you might make because a person stuttered and so forth. But um, again, a huge shout out to the people who have reached out to me. Um, I didn't expect anybody to listen to the first episode, but I have gotten some responses. Some some of you have told me that you know you're happy that I'm doing this, and I'm happy that I can do this. And again, without the support of anybody who listens, and then those of you who are close to me, and I want to say. Thank you again. Um, it means a lot to me. Um, this podcast is going to be very special to me. It already is, but I know that as I continue to record episodes, it's going. It's just going to continue to improve. And yeah. So with that, I'll leave you guys i hope you enjoyed the episode um next episode i'm gonna dive into specifics of speech in a certain area so um i think the next episode will be uh this um you know my stutter and the work place I'm going to talk about my stutter and how I go about it whenever I go into work and some of the challenges that come along with that, how I I prepare myself. Um, And yeah, so I'll probably have that episode in the upcoming week, I hope, but it should be for sure within the next two weeks. So again, shout out to everybody who listened. Um, I love you guys, and I hope to catch you on the next one. I'll see you.